everyone, and welcome back to the Operation F1 podcast with myself, Reese Peak, and I've brought him back for the second season, kicking and screaming, Mickey James. Welcome back. We're excited to be coming back to you for season two of Operation F1 for the 2022 F1 season. So this episode is the season preview as we look ahead at various topics about the teams, drivers, the regulation changes, and also we look at testing and set our predictions ready for the start this weekend at the Bahrain Grand Prix. So, are you excited to be back? I am. Yeah, welcome back, Nicky. Thank you for coming back. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yes. Yes, I'm very excited. It's uh, it's going. Uh, yeah, I am actually because uh, there's there's a lot of changes since last year, and uh, you know, in the in the few years leading up to last year, there wasn't massive massive changes like there are this year. Uh, suitable driver changes, livery changes, rule changes, all sorts of changes. Are you excited? I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think with the regulation changes in particular, we're going to be looking and aiming for closer contact, closer battles, and, and hopefully we'll, we'll look at a closer championship. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a great place to, to start, really, which is the new regulations and the reasons behind the regulations, which is effectively we want closer wheel-to-wheel action uh, and so that the changes within the car mean that cars can follow closer, hopefully, in the, the next coming uh, years, hopefully even this year, we may look at DRS being, you know, may have to be removed or there would yeah. be no requirement for it because there's wheel to wheel action without yeah. it. Yeah. So which is great. Yeah, it would be it would be good. So uh, as much as it has been good for the sport having DRS, you know, has you know, but it is it's a matter of some excitement, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Where it needed to, but if you know, if it doesn't need to be there, no. if we get the excitement uh, organically, then mm. that's what we need. And and the it has been. I mean, uh, all we've seen is little clips of uh, testing that we'll get onto in a bit, but that's proved some little excitement bits, uh, exciting parts, you know, little false starts, overtaking, little small little battles that you like to say. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, fun. Yes. So the big changes. Go on. So changes to the car, side pods, rear wing, floor and front wing. That's right. really where the focus has been. We saw a demo car, if you like, last year at Silverstone, uh, where basically it's it's a starting point for yeah. for the teams to go from. Obviously, when we came to the car launches, they looked very similar because they didn't want to show their ha- hand. But when it came to testing, we found that actually those cars have changed. They've really pushed the boundary when it comes to those regulations. Yeah, and, and even even between the two different tests as well you know some came in and then you know the mercedes particularly no side pods at all you know that's it so front wing it's particularly very very simple compared to to last season and the season's gone by getting very overly overly complicated those, it, it those front wings so now really you've got those on the front wing you've got the end plates that curve up yep and and basically it's just reduce the turbulent wake and the front wing height is just slightly higher and that is to help avoid dirty air and then you've obviously got those fenders on the on the yeah on the which looks cars. smart yeah i didn't know what i thought about them initially but they look okay yeah i, I mean i wouldn't be opposed if someone 
went down the knocked, paddock I'd prefer, and I'd prefer them all off. Knock, knock the hubcaps off, to be honest. You know, the old uh, Formula Two have got some smart wheels. These things look like old Blues Brother mobiles, yeah, don't they? they yeah. you know, hubcaps in, in, a, in a bad neighbourhood. <laughs> yes, it's they are a little bit tacky hubcaps. I mean, they you wouldn't have hubcaps on your car. Yeah, you know, why would you have them on an F1 car? But, <laughs> you know, I remember them from 08, 09. They're just. I don't know. I, I, I'm not. Did a they not? For, some teams ditched them by partway through the season. From memory, did they not? Or was that oh nine? They sort of some didn't come in. Some cars had them. Some didn't. Was that the phase in or the phase out of them? Yeah, I think probably you know, Ferrari and Braun had them, but then other teams, you know, Renault had them for a bit, but then got rid of them. I don't think McLaren had them all year long. From memory, I think 2010 was pretend. I think was the change, which is when we went from you know grooved tires. Grooved drive tire, dry tires to slick tires. Yep. So 2010 may have been the the change of that, but I don't know whether it was done part of the way through the the, the season. But um, yeah, obviously we've got the big 18 inch tires now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I you're a fan of them. I'm not too sure. I don't mind the look of them, but I do like them big fat tires that you that you've always had yeah. on F1 cars. But I suppose it's it's a little bit more similar to what we have on the road, which is the the big rims, yeah. and it doesn't look too bad. As no, we I say, think when you see when you see them in comparison to the uh, Formula Two car, uh, they're obviously eighteen inch rims, but as a deep edition, wider. They just have the the ugly hub cap. It's a uh, yeah, they um, they are wider at the rear, which is which is nice. That's what we've always wanted, and um, you know, I think I just got used to the fact that we were going to have and we found out part way through last year or right at the start of last year that it was going to be the 18s so I just sort of got used to them and mm. I think last year you know I said on a number of occasions that I actually like the Formula 2 car look of it better than the Formula 1 car yeah um, that's not really progressed forward too much this year but the Formula 1 car has changed massively it's sort of gone it's it's like a more modern version of the 2007 or 8 car isn't it that's uh I think it's really smart. Mm. It's a bit smaller, yeah. you know, and it uh, they they perceived it to be slower, and it's not really much slower. And by you know by the fifth round, it'll be faster than the old one. I'm sure. Yeah, I think as they develop, there's plenty of development in these cars uh, over the course of the, the this year and then into next mm. year and and so on. So they will get quicker. You know, initially they are slower, but they will certainly. certainly Some teams are going to be hoping to develop faster than others, like uh, Mercedes, particularly. Well, there's plenty. You know, plenty. If you could see on the camera here, you'd, you know, <laughs> the look that I'm giving him. He's very sheepish. He's very quiet. You know, room for improvement. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, he was shouting and hollering in the last few episodes of the the last season's podcast. He's got not much to say. So, <laughs> okay. so yes, those wheel covers are back on the on the tires. So the tires themselves, bigger bigger wheels, bigger tires, wheel covers. Uh, as we said, they're they're back for the first time since two thousand and nine, yep. um, and and obviously they will help reduce that turbulent air for yep. the cars behind. So that will benefit as much as we don't like them. It will benefit for that close wheel to wheel action. Uh, brake ducts as well have been reshaped for the 2022 season to send turbulent air in an upwards flow behind. Yep. Again, these are all benefits. And as we said, the overwheel winglets or fenders just really directing the air away from the rear. Or phalanges. <laughs> I think we should probably call them phalanges. That would be a yep. a better word for them, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, big changes on the on the tyres. The floor, 
Yes. So the new floor will create a suction, helping the car stick to the asphalt, uh, which uh, which is like a vacuum, effectively ground mm, effect, like a Dyson. Yeah. 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 So oh, uh, Henry the Hoover. Yeah. So that's uh, that's had some some changes, and the biggest change probably for everybody to see is the rear wing. Mm. The rear wings have have, have changed. Um, very wide. Very. I think it's the only thing that sort of looks maybe potentially a little out of place on the car. Yeah, it's very shapely, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I think futuristic. We've gone, yeah, we've gone from you know hard, sharp lines on an F one car, yeah, to a very curved, curvaceous but, uh, rear wheel. Yeah, it, this happens in normal cars. I mean, you you, you look back through the few the decades, you know, they're rounded and then they go square and then they go round and then they square. And, and it's the same with the Formula One car as well. They round them off and then they box them off. And, mm. you know, it's, it's, not, it's a nice change. You know, we're, yeah. uh, has anyone got a relatively square nose on their car this year? There is a couple of teams, isn't there? But Yeah. If, I don't think Ferrari are one of them, actually. I, I suppose from a design point of view, they look, they can look quite square, but if you, if you look closely... Yeah, they are rounded off. It's rounded off, but it's, it's but In comparison out, to like. the actual rounder ones, like I think Mercedes definitely have a round nose. Yeah. There are some that are more squared off. I, I can't mm. remember exactly who, but we'll get into that yes. few, through, the, through the podcasts over the season. Yes. Sort of, yeah. uh, so, uh, and then uh, really, so rear wing, it's... The changes on that are basically so that it will create or the air will basically fly over the car behind and yep. it won't create this dirty air that where the the car who is following close behind, you know, is struggling for, for grip really. So, so yeah, the, the big beam wing creates a strong upwards flow behind the car to throw the wake over the top of the following car. And obviously those roll tips that rounded yep. off uh, tips of the, of, of the rear wing is just part of that package to manage the wake behind the car. So, yes, it's going to be all of these changes. I don't think they are I don't I don't think that the cars themselves look that bad. No. I think I think they look okay. It's going to be my next question out of out of 10, how do you rate the style roughly? The style of the cars of, of generally. The cars. Yeah, generally. Some are some are good, some are bad. Yeah. I like the Ferrari. If we take away the colours, the liveries and that sort of thing, because we'll go through that, but the, the cars them, themselves, uh, the Williams, I think, looks quite good from a from a design yeah. point of view. The Ferrari looks good. Uh, nice side pods on that Ferrari. Nice little yeah. trenches and grooves with the barbecue grill. Yeah, you know, They've got, all got the barbecue grill going on this year. You get your yeah. saveloys and your sausages on the side pods <laughs> while you're driving. Should you get hungry? I do think that Alpha Tauri looks good. Yeah, I really yeah. do. It it just feels and looks like a like a good looking car. Yep. Uh, and yeah, so some at, some good as a whole that. package. The 2022 shape of the ve- the car, the vehicle for Lyle Peak, uh, and uh, the 2021. Which which do you prefer the shape of and the and the style of? Yeah, I'm getting used to 2022. Yeah, you like now. the new yeah. one? Yeah. yeah. Can yeah. we have a, ra- a rating out of 10? You're very reluctant to uh, give us... Oh, yeah. You're not very generous with your out of 10 ratings, are you? I mean, he, he pushes the boat out at five and six sometimes, but... Uh, I'm going to say seven. Oh. Point five. <laughs> right, okay. And okay. and last year's one, the 2021? Was that a- 2021, I think, probably a six. Oh, good. Look at that. Yeah, so there is improvement. We're, pro- we're progressing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so th- th- there's definitely improvement. I think it's it's starting to look more like a futuristic F1 car. Yeah, that's right. for sure. So- and the, uh, I mean, I was as we know, I was 
not a big fan. I hated the Halo because it looked like a, a, a bolt-on job, didn't it? But now it actually fits in with the car much better than it ever did before. It actually flows in with it, you know, so, uh, yeah, I'm happier. Do you know, I've not even noticed the halo. Well, you're probably not because it fits in. It's like yeah. camouflage now. Before yeah. it just sat there. <laughs> well, if you think about it this way, we've talked about the car being a very sharp, straight-lined car, mm. the previous, the predecessor. But the and halo then you've wasn't. got yeah. the halo, which is yeah. round. Now you've got a, a flowing, curvaceous yeah. car yeah. with a flowing, curvaceous halo. Yeah. It just looks... There you go. Because now it looks like an angel and before it did not. No. Right. The devil. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, so that's that's some nice big changes for, for that, for the car. Now we look at driver changes. driver changes. Excellent. So obviously we're coming up for the beginning of the season this weekend. Driver changes have happen, happened over the winter. And happened again. And we've got some news of, of new changes. Yep. That and then fill-ins and all sorts of stuff going on. There's a whole lot of action going yeah. on. Yeah, so let's let's dissect that. Let's start with... Basically, who was or who is set to be driving for this this season's right. Grand Prix? Yeah. So, so are we starting at the at the start of the constructors, or well, we... let's start in alphabetical order. Yeah, right. If you if that's what you want to do, Alpha Romeo, Alpha Romeo, and <laughs> okay, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. What, yeah, okay. what do you think? Right. So, Alpha Romeo, obviously, they've they've signed Valtteri Bottas. And they've got the I'm new. I'm glad one. we started with him. You yeah. give him such a such a shooing all season long last year. <laughs> I did a little bit. But, uh, and then we've got the the rookie. Yep. I think the only rookie for this season, isn't he? It, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Yep. So we've got the rookie Zhao. Is that his name? Is it is is he Guan Yu Zhao? Yeah. Is that how you pronounce that? Sounds about right. It sounds good enough for me. Good That's what he'll me, be called. Yeah. Or I could just call him Frank for the rest of the season. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But no. Welcome to Formula One, mate. I wish you all the best. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to need it working with Bottas. <laughs> no. So, uh, yeah. Um, so from a driver, yeah. two, two new drivers. Yeah. Two new drivers. Yeah, I think Kimi Raikkonen, as much as we loved him, I think it was right for him yes. to, to leave the sport. up the gloves and a steering wheel. Yeah. 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 Steering wheel, gloves, gone. And I think Bottas will bring a lot of, a lot of experience. I think it's going to be a big test for him to go from the best team on the grid, yep. the constructors champion to fighting to try and get into that midfield. Yep. Potentially fighting at the back. So it's going to be a big task for him, but I think what he's got there is a multi-year contract, which I think is the first time in a, a very, very long time. He can build a team around him. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's great potential. And now um, he's the number one driver as well, so he doesn't yeah. have to sit there like, you know, in support mode the whole time. We can see him for what he is if he's if he's got a bit of equipment behind him then uh, yeah. you know, cuz he is he is a good driver, but I think maybe just uh you know, he was always in the shadow of Lewis and in those times where Lewis couldn't perform or was out or something and it was just down to Bottas to do something, he tend to struggle with, you know. There's a big gap between those two guys, but over mm-hmm. at Mercedes I don't think the gap's going to be so large this year. But uh Alpha Tori, thanks, are we? Yeah, I'm. I'm pleased with that. I think Yuki Sonoda with Pierre Gasly. Gasly, I rate big time. I like you Gasly. like the guy. Yeah, I do. He's, yeah. he's a good driver. He's a good driver, and I do still feel sorry for him a little bit because I feel that Red Bull don't <laughs> treat him for what he is worth. <laughs> no, uh, but Yuki Sonoda. I said on on social media, I, I, I was 
interacting with with fans over there on on social media about what my feeling is with Yuki Tsunoda I th- and and this is this is basically how I feel. I think he had a solid rookie season. Not great, but not bad. Uh, I think he shows potential that he has speed. However, his goal as a Red Bull in the Red Bull driver program is effectively to get to Red Bull. Yeah. And at this moment in time, as much as he's had a solid rookie season, I think he needs to show a hell of a lot more to be able to put himself in that shop window because Sergio Perez, I think he obviously he's there for this season. We don't know how, how long after that uh, from next year onwards, Yuki Tsunoda really has to have a fantastic second season in Formula One and build on his last, his first season in Formula One, really to put himself in the shop window for Red Bull. Yeah. So it's a big one for him. If he doesn't do incredibly well or he's quite mediocre, then it looks like he's just going to stay as a midfield driver or drop out. Yeah. But I think he will go out, he will come out fighting and I think he will show some good promise. It's down to Yuki Tsunoda how how good a season he has. Uh, I think the car will be will be good enough to for him to be competitive. But yeah, Pierre Gasly. I mean that that team is around all around Pierre Gasly and yeah, great how, driver. So I'm happy with that driver. How game. long is his contract there for? Do you think can you see him potentially doing one more season there and then maybe finding somewhere getting out of the Red Bull altogether and trying to find his uh, independence and dominance within another outfit? Well, there has probably been opportunities on the table, I'm sure. And I think Pierre has showed a lot of loyalty to Red Bull. Yeah. And I don't think that Red Bull have shown as much loyalty to him. So that that must stand out to another team, say like Alpine. You know, it, yeah. Alonso's not going to be there forever. Yeah. Ocon and Gasly, both French drivers and a French team. That would a be... Loyal pair of drivers for, for their home nation team. You know, that, that would be a good idea, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, I think that would be a great fit. I really do because Fernando will stay as long as there's results, results yeah. or shows potential of results. Yeah. So if he doesn't see anything, if, if Alpine have yeah. a mediocre season this season and they don't show that things are going to change for next season, Alonso yeah. may just say, do you know what? That's enough for me. Yeah. Pierre Gasly would go into that team and fit. Right I, I, I think so. I think he'd slot straight in, wouldn't he? And I think, I think he deserves, he deserves to 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 have an opportunity at a team like Alpine or higher up the grid even. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's definitely higher up the grid. We don't know how high up they are yet this year. Look at him with that little cheeky stab. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> right. But yeah. So so I think Pierre Gasly, great driver, great potential. Uh, yeah. Hopefully after this season he moves on if he hasn't got a chance a chance yeah. at Red Bull. You really, you really like him, don't you? I poor, do. poor I old Sonoda didn't get much of a look in there. But so over to Alpine, okay, right? They're next, um, if I'm correct, in the alphabetical order. Yep. Um, Ocon and Alonso. You happy to see these boys back together again for one more season? Yeah, I am. Solid pairing for last season. Ocon, great win last season. Deserved. He's obviously got that long term contract now. Fernando in his second season of his return. Yep, this year, yeah, first season last year, back on yeah. a podium. Thank He's, God for the first time in a long time. Yes, and, uh, yeah. You know these uh, these boys at Alpine. Uh, Alonso was very focused on a twenty twenty two season, but I know that Alpine planned to have championships won by two hundred races of 
patching over to Alpine. So that's that's a few seasons down the line. But they're working towards it, aren't they? Um, they're looking relatively well in testing. But Ocon's a solid driver. You know, he's a very, he's a very, he's a really solid driver, and obviously, then you know, Flon. Fernando Alonso, he doesn't need much of a mention. <laughs> I was going to call him a phalange. <laughs> phalange, you've got phalange on your, <laughs> on your mind. Phalange Alonso. Uh, yeah, so that might be his name now, phalange. Yeah. But uh, no, um, I haven't really got much else to say about them. Um, yeah, I do think o- Ocon showed that he can compete with Fernando yeah, last yeah. season. So that's a good good driver pairing. Um, I think it is because it, it drives him. Yeah. You know, I think they, they drive each other. I mean, uh, Ocon can't relax with Alonso about, but neither can... Alonso with Hawk on, no. not on his tailpipes. Uh, but reality is, is Alpine need to start showing promise, showing that they can win races, mm. showing that they compete with the big boys at the top. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, they will lose Fernando. Fernando's not going to sit as a midfield team for the next three or four years after this year. No, no, you know, no He no. hasn't got age on his side, no. and he's not going to sit at a midfield team if, uh, if, if that's where Alpine are going to be. So... It's all to play for there yep. this season, and uh, and and so yeah, hopefully they're in the they're in the mix. Excellent. Next, Aston Martin. Right. So, permanent driver pairing. We'll come on to the changes that we've yep. uh, we've had, but the permanent driver pairing is Sebastian Vettel, Lance Stroll. Yep. Obviously, Sebastian Vettel is under contract. Um, I don't think anybody was surprised about Lance Stroll. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he has an indefinite contract. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, hopefully, I mean, I, Vettel Stroll, Stroll actually went about his business quietly and and did okay yeah. last year. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of him. No. But he had a solid season last season, definitely. Uh, Vettel showed that uh, he's still got his class and quality on and off the track. But we've got some changes for this weekend's Bahrain Grand Prix. We do. With Sebastian Vettel, unfortunately, testing positive for COVID-19. So his replacement is... The Hulk. Hulkenberg has returned. Nico. Nico Hulkenberg. Awesome. Awesome. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. You know, and it's it's going to be cool. Yeah. Because he just comes in the car and does a great job. Yeah. He is the ultimate (laughs) super sub. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. He is. Impact player. Off the bench. There we go. Brilliant. So uh, obviously he came back in 2020 for a couple of races, I believe. And uh, I think, did he qualify third or he... He he did. Yeah, he did exceptionally well both times, didn't he? I think, did he fill in for Stroll and Vettel? Perez. Perez and... Perez and... Yeah. Yeah. And And Stroll. Stroll, sorry. Yeah. 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 Both drivers, you know, out... Um, yeah, he did. I just remember he did a fabulous job. Mm. You know, he just he just came in out of nowhere. A lot of there's a lot of talk about you need to be in fit and your neck's not up to it and all that. He just he, he was sitting in Germany having a coffee and uh, yeah, exactly. He got, he got the, he got the like call. That. That's right. He drove across it and, and he blew all that toff out the window about oh you need need to be this and your neck needs to be ready. And you know, this guy had half a day to prepare. Yeah, you know, it was a but, strong coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have an extra shot in that one? I'm, I'm going to drive to Monaco. <laughs> this one's for a takeout, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So there we're happy we go. with that. Yeah, happy, I happy, am. Yeah. yeah. Happy with that. Uh, happy with that substitute for one race. We don't know how long Vettel is going to be out, but he may not even be back for race two, which is at uh, Saudi Arabia, right. which is not this weekend, next weekend, I believe. So, yeah, Hulkenberg, good fit. Good substitute. Yeah. Very happy to see him. 
and he's just a generally good guy. But yeah, I think he's he's good charisma. He's good fun. He's he's decent. You know, mm. sort of humble. You know, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Ricardo had the same issue, but it looks like he's going to be back. But uh, yeah, you know, even if um, Vettel is sort of clear of his test, he might not be match fit, if you like. You mm. know, so you know, Hulk might be there for a couple of races. But that wouldn't bother me too much. No. Okay, Ferrari. Right. Yeah. Very excited about Ferrari. Looking promising this year. Well, the team. Let's, let's park the, the team. Park the park the, uh, park the car. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, there's guys looking as a, promising. You know, Sainz is uh, on a mission, man. He wants a championship. As a driver pairing, I don't think, or they have got one of the strongest driver pairings. Yeah. You know, we've got, obviously, Lewis in the Mercedes. We're, we're yet to see how the other driver is going to get on in Mercedes. Obviously, we know with uh, with Red Bull, they've got one incredible driver and we've got a number two driver. But within with Ferrari... They have got equally two fantastic yeah. drivers. Yeah. And if they are right up there, yeah. it's tough to call between the two of them. I think, well, yeah. Sainz outdrove Leclerc last year, I think, didn't he? You know, he finished higher in the points. I think he uh, did a better job. He had to change teams. Leclerc didn't. He was already there a season or two. And uh, But they're both great drivers. But, uh, yeah, if I was my money on one of them, it would be Sainz this year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's fighting for another contract because he's out of contract at the end of the season, yeah. isn't he? So, so he's got to yeah. he's got to perform, and that will be enough to drive a man. You mm. know, definitely. Okay, Haas. <laughs> it's big changes. Well, Lots there wasn't changes there. <laughs> there wasn't going to be changes, no, no. Uh, and it was going to be uh, Mick yeah. Schumacher and Nikita Mazepin. However, yeah, there was uh, things happened. Th- and, uh, <laughs> things happened. We don't want to get political on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no politics in this. So podcast. let's let's just yeah. say Nikita is no longer available. Right, that's right. So, and he's taken his uh, livery with him. He's so taken. They've his gone back to his <laughs> shit livery with him <laughs> yeah, and his dad. You know, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you had to say that. So no more Mazaspin. We've got uh, you know Kevin Magnussen back, and yeah. uh, he is a killer and a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Take your dad, take your livery, and off. <laughs> yep. Yeah, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so we've got Kevin Magnuson who is back. And, yeah, it was a shame to see him go. Kevin is very aggressive on the track, but he's spicy on the track, and, and it um, gives drama. He is a good driver. Yeah. He's the F. He's he came F2. straight back in, and like within his first two or three laps in the testing, he's hit the fastest lane. Yeah. You know, he just yeah. shows that he's, yeah, yeah, how much he missed it. Ready you know? to go. And yeah. and that's good because it was, as much as it was nice to see Mick Schumacher come into F1, it was money driven mm. by Haas to remove those two guys and look at Nikita for his money and yeah. Schumacher probably for his name, as well yeah. as his talent, don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, there was certainly a fight to take Schumacher, Mick Schumacher so that yeah. Alfa Romeo didn't. Yeah. Um, and I do think that Magnussen and Grosjean not getting race seats was quite unfair. It's great to see Grosjean doing well in IndyCar. Yeah, hugely. And yeah. and and he's now a big team within IndyCar. And, and now we've got Kevin Magnussen back in yeah. F1, which I believe out of the two, Grosjean and Magnussen, I think Magnussen has probably got a little bit more. Uh, and I think that he will do a good job. Yeah. And oh, solid. Grosjean's clearly more suited to um, IndyCar, isn't he? And, uh, you know, it, I think 
the pairing that we've got now with Magnussen and Mick Schumacher was probably the one that I would have been hoping for, you know, instead yeah. of Mazepin. It's a... Mm. Yeah. Mm. So this is, this is going to be... Excuse me. This is <laughs> going easy to for you to say. Too much coffee going on here. This is going to be good for Mick as well because Magnussen is a is a experienced driver. <laughs> yep. So that'll be good. You can learn a lot and, and hopefully they'll have a good season, which I do believe they will, but let's... let's We'll, we'll come to that. There you so, go. Welcome, who's next? Welcome back, Magnuson. Mm. We're very happy to see you. Yeah. Look at his little beard. <laughs> we can't. This is audio. There, there, there he goes. <laughs> I can see his little beard. Uh, yeah, who's next in the... McLaren. Right. Yeah. No change from last year, really, so there's no, no, there's no change. Um, I, think, I think there will be a change, and that change will be that Ricardo needs to pull his finger out of his... Oh, certainly, yeah. You, you can't use the excuse of a, a new team and a new outfit now, can you? I mean, he was um, Norris was solid all year long, yeah. really, wasn't he? And yeah, Ricardo was a bit up and down. I think out of everybody, everyone that changed teams last year, yeah, Ricardo had the sort of the, the worst run, didn't Struggle. he? Yeah, you know? um, yeah. which is unfortunate because he's a talented guy. You know, he he he, he is and. I do think that McLaren, if the car is competitive, the pair of them, they've had a winter together now. Uh, Ricardo has had a full year with McLaren. There is no excuses. There is no yeah. hiding place. If the car's right and if Lando can do it, Daniel can do it. And Ricardo is one of the most experienced drivers now on the grid. Yeah. And he is an in- incredibly good driver. He needs to just show that he is great. Yep. Yeah. So somebody drank my coffee. Did you drink my coffee? No, I've got my own coffee. Right, here. Somebody drank my coffee in a in a Hass mug. <laughs> that is an American mug, <laughs> red, white, and blue okay. for the Hass team, the American team. <laughs> yes. Um, so that's McLaren. I think good driver pairing. They are good. Lando Norris. I think he's a world champion yeah, for the future. Definitely. I, th- I think he's got the got the talents for it. He's a cool dude, yeah. and he's a good driver. You know, and that's a. Uh, that's really all I have to say about that. I would. Can I just say one thing? Out of all the drivers on the grid, yep. Lando is probably my number one choice who I'd want to have on this podcast. Oh, right. Okay. I think he'd be great. <clears throat> you know who I want? Fernando Alonso? No, Otis. Oh, do you? I want to see you give him a hard time face you want, to face. You want to see, you want to see me squirming, <laughs> don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not available for that podcast. No, Bottas is a coffee lover, isn't he? We could sit here and drink coffee together while you give him a hard time and see how well you do. Well, I can't not give him a hard time. That's my tradition. Uh, right, Mercedes. <laughs> this is exciting, actually, because, uh, uh, you know, Will they, won't they, is it going to be, when's it going to happen? You know, it was for the last year or so, it's been building up, you know, in, in 2020, George Russell filled in for Hamilton and did an outstanding job, in my eyes, outdrove Bottas. And now he's there, and Lewis is uh, not going into this season as the reigning champion, and Toto Wolff declares that we don't have a number one and two driver. Well, let's see you put your money where your mouth is, Mr. Wolf, And, uh... I think this is a very, very, very exciting pairing. Should they have the car? You know, um, I'm really pleased for George. I just hope that it's the the right choice going to that team. I, I said last well. year, I hope like Cal that he does. You know, imagine Mercedes fall flat on their face, and uh, you know Williams finish higher in the in the constructors. It would be tragic for the poor guy. But yeah. uh, no, he's a, he's an extremely talented bloke. Um, he's class and. Yeah, I wish him a lot of luck. How do you feel about him joining the team that you love? 
I think he's really going to throw the cat amongst the pigeons. Yep. And I think it's going to be tough. Lewis Hamilton has not been the number one driver in all of his career three times. Once he had a German teammate and twice it was a British teammate. Yep. And in Jensen Button. Yep. Majority of his career, he's had a Finnish teammate. And he's always done incredibly well. And it's been harmonious with Heike Kovalainen and, and Valtteri Bottas. But now we've got an opportunity for a young rising star that is really out there to prove himself. And if it's a competitive car, George will be competitive as well. Yeah. I think Lewis will have his hands full. He's got to look one way at Max Verstappen. I think he'll have to look another way for the Ferrari boys. Yeah. And then just right behind him will yeah, be George Russell. Sure. So yeah. if if Mercedes get their car and their act together and they are right up there, Lewis's title charge this season will be one of his hardest. I think so. Without yeah. doubt. So, yeah. but very happy for George. Mm. Really happy. I think he is a multi-world champion for the yeah. future. I do think him, Verstappen and Lando Norris and Leclerc, they are the little gaggle of... of drivers that will be fighting for world championships. Yeah. You know, and if Mercedes is unable to do it, then the championship contenders will look at George. Uh, but George just needs probably this year to get his head down and just learn, learn from the best as far as a team, as far as a driver and, uh, and, and probably take wins, take results away from Lewis and Max, hopefully. I don't think it's going to be uh, too much of a challenge for him to do that. I don't think Max is going to be Lewis's biggest problem, if I'm honest. I feel that George is going to be his biggest problem. Mm. And uh, I think, you know, like I said last year, if Lewis can knuckle down and focus on the racing alone, he might potentially win a championship this season, but he's got to focus on his racing and keep it racing instead of all the other things that he's doing. I think that when you spread yourself too thin, we saw last year, I think Lewis cost himself the championship last year by not focusing solely and entirely on the racing and only the racing. Mm. Max Verstappen lived and breathed and bled racing all year long. Yeah. He wasn't fanning about doing anything else, just racing. And it really, you know, if if he needs a wake-up call, he just needs to look what happened last year. The same will happen here. If he's too busy doing this other stuff, he'll be outdriven and outclassed by his teammate. I don't think George is going to have any trouble learning from. He's already done his learning from Lewis. I think he's looked up to him his whole life. And if you get an opportunity to race next to your hero, you're not going to sit behind him. No. You're going to try and beat him. And yeah, while Lewis is trying to get his head around that and Max, I think you've got to be careful of the the sleeping Carlos signs that's just behind you, yep. you know, and or whoever else it's going to be. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't think, you know, it's too early to tell until we've had a couple of rounds who yeah. exactly is going to be third and fourth and who's going to be fighting, I think. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for this team actually this year. I think yeah. it's going to be better because it's going to be more level. Yes. Um, you know, it's, um, I don't like the one and two thing. I like the, the even driver because mm. there's always a bit of chaos. I mean, yes. Lewis, Lewis has not done well when he's had an even seat. Yeah. With Alonso and Rosberg. And Button. Yeah, but I think buttons. You know, I don't think there was the, that feuding. So no, much. there was. There wasn't really a one-two. Uh, that was very the Alonso even. and the Rosberg thing were disaster pieces, weren't they? Yeah, you know, and hopefully it's not like that. Hopefully, there's mm. a, it's a more healthier <laughs> season this year for yeah. Mercedes. 
I don't think Toto Wolf could handle another thing like a, oh, no, what no. have I done? <laughs> but, you know, it is inevitable. It is going to be inevitable. Yeah, it's going to be tough to manage. Because they're both alpha males, I think. Like, you know, yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> I think that happens in any team. If you have got two even drivers on a on a team that's fighting for wins and championships, you, you, yeah. it is, it's impossible to, yeah. to avoid. Yeah. Uh, so when you have a midfield team, it's harmonious. You're both yeah. helping each other. And you're both helping the team to try and get up yeah. further to the grill, grid, uh, up further the grid. Uh, but when you get to the front of the grid, the gloves are off. Yeah, and, uh, that's right. And, and you're both in it for yourselves. Drivers, as much as they say they're for the team, they're, they're for they're themselves. For themselves definitely. Yeah. First and foremost. Yeah. Okay. Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, I thought we might come to them. Yeah. yeah. Red Bull. Happy with that? Yeah. Well, it's been it's no change from last year. Uh, yeah. yeah, we got a, uh, the reigning world champion coming in. He's just focused. He's not. <laughs> he's not worrying about drive to survive and shit like that. He's cracking on and he's focused. And yeah. uh, you know, um, it'll be interesting. You know, I don't really. I'm looking. I know we're going to talk about testing, but I'm looking at the testing, and I know you can't really tell anything about it. But I'm not looking at Mercedes and Red Bull and going, "Well, these guys are going to be at the head of the field." So I'm not. I I have no idea how it's going to go. I think it's going to be a, a successful year for them in the sense that they'll they'll balance. I don't think they're going to have the issues within the team that potentially Mercedes are going to have mm. because there's clearly a number one and two driver. Yeah, but you know, if Max hasn't got a decent car, how's he going to start reacting? You mm-hmm. know, how's he going to drive? How's it going to rattle him? Um, you know, because he doesn't feel the pressure that, you know, he sort of, he sides with Alonso said that he was actually more fueled going into a season as a champion, but Mika Hakkinen and other people have said that they didn't like the pressure of being mm-hmm. a reigning champion. So Max is happy. He's, he's not feeling that pressure. Yep. He says, but uh, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah. And Perez coming back for a second season, which obviously he's contracted to do, but I think he did enough last season. He certainly helped in the final race of the season. So, yeah. I mean, you know, if he, that got him a seat this year. Alone, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, that's got, that's got him a, a spot on the wall of fame I yeah. think, with, uh, with Red Bull. So that's, that's good. And then uh, last but not least, Williams. Right. All changed there. Yeah, well, why don't you tell us how you feel about Williams? Okay. I mean, you're a very big uh, Albon fan. (laughs) Don't go all silent on me. (laughs) Latifi. Uh, Okay, Latifi. He's a solid driver. Uh, I think he is, I mean, there's not really too much to say with Latifi. He quietly goes about his business. Uh, I think, can I just say, Back end of last year, when that crash happened <laughs> on that final that race wasn't of the being season. so quiet about your business, yeah. was it? No, but uh, he did get death threats, and he also got uh, a lot of hate via social media. Yeah, uh, and that is not acceptable. I mean, there, there is no way that he would have done that purposely, and 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 therefore, I feel very sorry for him. So, hopefully, he he has a solid season, shows that he's he's worthy of his race seat at Williams. He might be in a championship winning yeah. car. And and I hope he beats Albon. I know that sounds really... I know you hope he does. I know... Look, guys, I know there is a lot of people out there that love Alex Albon. But for me, I don't understand. 
I do not understand. And I'm going to tell you why. I know why. <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody else why. Okay. He had half a season at Toro Rosso, which was Toro Rosso at the time, now AlphaTauri. And then he was put into that Red Bull seat because Gasly was supposedly, supposedly not performing well enough. And I know his form had dipped. I get that. Alex Albon then gets 18 months, basically, in that car, and he does no better than Gasly did in that Red Bull. Mm. But they kept, they kept, basically, for me, flogging a dead horse in mm. Alex Albon. I don't think he was good enough to be in Red Bull. They did probably take him. I know he's got potential, don't get me wrong, but they were just trying to make him work at Red Bull when he wasn't, I don't think he was ready. He needed more time at Toro Rosso and probably more time when it became Alpha Tauri. Uh, and then finally they conceded and they brought in Sergio Perez. This is Red Bull I'm talking about. Yep. Um, Alex Albon last season had a whole season without Formula One completely. Mm. And he was the reserve driver, test driver for Alpha Tauri and, and Red Bull or, or whatever. So he was in DTM, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. That's right. So he's gone from midfield team to the front, a front row team, and then to no team at all. Whereas for him, I'm sure from a consistency point of view, he would have been much better staying at that midfield team for two or three years, learn his craft not just half a season with a midfield team before he's chucked into a Red Bull car. Yeah. We know that it's hard to handle the pressure, the car, it drives different to an Alpha Tauri and, and to move yourself from, from that style of car yeah. to that style of car is not straightforward. You know, he was half a season in. So, uh, but I, I, me personally, I don't think he showed me anything to, to warrant him being in, in, in a Red Bull seat. He is now taking a season off. He has come back now with Williams, uh, which I do not like being a Mercedes car or Mercedes engine. Yeah. Uh, and, a, and he's still sponsored by Red with Bull on his helmet. Red Bull <laughs> sticking on the front. It just feels incredibly uncomfortable. If you if there's one man that's going to put a car on a wall deliberately, yeah. <laughs> there's your man. It's going to be him. And uh, it's interesting to say because Magnussen also was without Formula One last year, but didn't have the luxury of testing. So we're going to see, you know, yeah. who, you know, race one, race two, race three, who's, who's yeah. better. Yeah. But from a Williams driver pairing, I believe, and this championship is going to go down, I think, to the drivers will have a much more impact because yeah. it's about overtaking. It's, it's going to be close wheel contact. The drivers are going to have more of an impact on the results. Yep. And I know that seems very strange, but if you've got the most competitive car, you're going to be at the front of the grid. However, with Williams themselves, I think that is one and possibly the only team that I believe has gone backwards. Yep. Not, not anything on Albon. I just think George Russell was a better driver. Therefore yep. that driver pairing is not as good as last season. No. And no. I think they're the only I, team I would, yeah, that, I would, that have gone backwards. That, yeah. So, but good luck to Alex and <laughs> no, no. But let's hope that he shows commitment to Williams. Let's hope that he shows that. Uh, hopefully, he proves me wrong, and that shows mm. that he is worthy of a Red Bull seat. But I do not understand why he is still trying to get to Red Bull. It hasn't worked. 
Go to Williams full-time. Don't be sponsored by Red Bull. Don't, you know, I, I thought we were cutting all ties here. And that's what Toto um, said. Give yeah. the big large one about he can only come if he cuts ties and yeah. then he allows them to, yeah. you and, know. And, you know, let's let's start again at the back of the field in Williams or, or yeah. you know, and, and work your way up again. You know, stop, Toto's just got this yeah. Red Bull. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, enough said. I'll, I'll say more after the first race. Okay. Right. Well, we've still got plenty of topics to talk about in the build-up to this 2022 Formula One season. But we're going to bring you the second part of this podcast tomorrow. So we're going to say goodbye for now, and you'll hear from us tomorrow. Excellent. Thanks very much. Thank you. podcast was recorded at Eastwood Studios. Post-production was completed at MixMK. The sound recording is owned by Operation F1, a division of Operation Media Limited. The sound recording name and logos protected. All rights reserved. Copyright 2022. Operation Media Limited.